fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? Better now. Better now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm doing well. Uh, had a had a nice weekend, a long weekend. It's Memorial Day, so it's the end of our three-day weekend. Uh, so that's always nice. I did, gosh, it seems like almost nothing this weekend. That's the dream. Also nice. I we- used the pressure washer I borrowed from you. Oh. I still I, I still have about a, a, a day of use, so that's why I didn't bring it back. Keep it as long as you need it. Want it or need it? <laughs> um, yeah, I did, I did run a lot this weekend, which was nice it makes my my legs feel good kim uh kim roped me into doing a bunch of squats as well so my legs are a little sore i did like nine miles yesterday and then seven miles today and then Dang, girl uh 225 squats so i'm feeling a little my legs are feeling a little jelly a little gelatinous yes that's right but other than that i'm really good Nice. It was a nice, relaxed. I'm feeling relaxed. I'm feeling the way I, you should feel after a weekend, which does not always happen. Rarely happens, especially right. after a known three day weekend, like an like a surprise three day weekend. You can you can put off for just relaxing because you're like, oh well, I you know I couldn't have planned anything. I didn't know I was going to have this day off, and then you know for that Friday or that Monday turns into just like bleeds into I'm not doing anything because right. I didn't plan on it. But I find with with planned long weekends. I, I typically uh, template things to do over the top of them, and long weekends are more often than not far less relaxing for me. Right, but that's Memorial Day should be relaxing. Yeah, it was. It was relaxing. Same with Labor Day. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Labor Day we always do something because it's kind of. I think there's this motivation to cram as much stuff into the end of the summer as you can. So well, I usually hunt, but it's usually like a nice, like a not a really hard hunt. It's kind of kind of relaxing. It's usually the first, like the not the opening weekend, but the first and long weekend of elk season, and go out and poke around and make sure everyone's where we left them the last year, and make a plan for later in the season for killing some elk. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. I love long weekends. How are you? I'm good. Work was interesting. I experienced a taser exposure today. Nice. No. Well, I mean, kind of cool. I mean, it's a good learning experience. If if you take nothing else away from an experience like that, it should be just learning. And I know now that I never want to do it again. Right. Ever. Never once. <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't even want to be near it. Right. Ever. I, I I actually was a little bit jealous of you because it looked like uh, I don't know the type of thing that's painful and terrible, but also kind of fun to have done it. I think that sums it up nicely. Like the kind of thing that you you never need to do again. You're glad. I'm glad I did it. Uh, and I'm glad I don't have to do it again. Right. So uh, it was definitely, uh, I was talking to, to a couple of folks and it was it was interesting to, to see a bunch of colleagues, you know, a, a group of folks that you're going to be working with for the foreseeable future and, and get a glimpse of them at their absolute worst moment. Uh, and for them to be able to get a glimpse at me at definitely my worst moment. Um and yeah it's a good it's a good team building experience a bit of shared misery yeah yeah which is which is very valuable for building teams so uh that was my day um i didn't get i didn't enjoy the the long weekend but i survived i'm a little sore you're here Uh, but i'm here and you you look good i always look good (laughs) uh but i'm here drinking beer and talking you know Watches, food, drinks, other things we like. So this is a beer that I've never had. I've seen it a bunch. So this is the Ten Barrel Trail beer. It says it's a Northwest Pale Ale. I like this. It's good. It's one of the I think one of the best things coming out of Ten Barrel's brewery as a flagship. Uh, they're only they're only in cans. They do um, competitions throughout the year to for the for the uh, wrap like the graphic wrap on it. Mm-hmm. They do a donation to protect our winters, which pays for uh, like habitat uh, conservation efforts and winter sports areas and i mean it's also just a killer beer mm-hmm. um, yeah it's good it's kind of uh i don't know a little fruity a little a little what er- herby yeah herbally maybe is the word you were er- looking for but er- herbally er- herby yeah herby er- er- herbaceous oh i like that one that's that's the one we'll go with it's a little bit herbaceous uh it's a good spring i mean it's a good year-round beer but it's nice and bright and light uh like 50 60 ibus so it's not overly bitter it's mm. just it's it's a it's a good session beer. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, 
And it's Ten Barrel. It's our, one of our favorite places. Yeah. Because they're terrific. And they let us trash their brewery, sort of. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't really touch anything, but... We tried. We did. We tried to touch a lot of things. Yeah. And yeah. they were cool with it. So... You know, that was really cool, that experience going to see. We, I think we've talked about this before on the show, but we did a 10-barrel tour a, a few years back when Andrew was slinging beer. And uh, they had just sort of installed their big... Their kegging and canning lines. Their big robot. And, uh, you, you know, so they had gone from, a, you, you know, a pretty small, a, 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 a large, small brewery yeah. to... All of a sudden, a, a small, medium size or or, or a, a medium medium sized brewery, you know, uh, but but a, an order of magnitude more capacity. But getting to see sort of their old stuff, and it's grown even since then. Next yeah. to this new ten million dollar robot, um, was pretty neat. It was a cool experience. So yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, good way yeah. to spend a bachelor party day. Yeah, yeah. If you ever, if you need to do a bachelor party. Uh, you can do worse than Central Oregon, Bend Sisters yeah. area. You can do worse than that. A lot worse. Yeah. It's cheap to stay out there. Tons of big houses with lots of rooms. And breweries on every corner. Every every single corner has a brewery. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. We're talking about watches today. Sometimes. <laughs> I feel like this was... Uh, I was trying to decide earlier what, you know... Uh, just in terms of workflow, uh, Andrew normally sort of pitches our ideas. I tend to do the editing piece. And as part of that editing piece, I usually title the episode. And sometimes it's not controversial. Um, sometimes the the name of the episode is found in the subject matter. We don't, I don't try to be super creative with it. We're the, certainly not clever with titles. Right. You know, you know you, what you get, what you see is what you get. Except but, with chronographs and dress watches sometimes those get flipped right sometimes we call <laughs> call dress watches chronographs um but for this one i don't really know what we what we'd call it i and i was thinking about it earlier what am i going to call this episode and i'm still not sure so so as of yet the some named episode but what what we're talking about what the idea was was sort of under the radar watches and or watch brands that we're feeling right now that we sort of newly discovered or or maybe even probably discovered as part of our research for the episode um but but watches and or watch brands that we think this is something cool this is under the radar this is something maybe people aren't talking about uh so a little bit more freeform yeah than we sometimes are uh a, a little bit less guided but but i think maybe uh closer to the subject matter that that we're really comfortable talking about and and frankly i think maybe a little bit more pure in terms of what we wanted to do when we got this started is that and, and i fair? think certainly more fun yeah definitely more fun some of my episodes i've had three pages of notes this episode is um 15 lines right and and i don't even have notes yeah cuz i i just thought no, if I just know these two things, we're going to have plenty to talk about. So. Sometime. First, before we get into that, I want to share, uh, I did get a Barton Silicone Elite. Mm-hmm. Barton Elite Silicone? Silicone El- Elite. Elite Silicone. Elite Whatever it is. In fact, uh, I looked it up the other day when I posted a picture and I, I had that same thought. Is it Silicone Elite or Elite Silicone? It's it's Elite Silicone. Well, there it is. I picked up uh, one in 22 millimeters, black on black, and it has been living on the Mako. Mm-hmm. And as a function of that, the Mako has been living on my wrist. This is, I've worn this band before, this this strap before, and uh, but not with this uh, regularity. And I love mm-hmm. this. I'm going to pick one up in every size, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's It's been killer. And it looks great on the Mako. Like this is, this, it does. as good as it, the, the Mako is a monster when it comes to what you're going to wear it on. Mm-hmm. It looks great on the bracelet, looks and feels great on the NATO, a little bit taller than I like on the NATO, but on this rubber, whoo, or silicone, sorry, mm-hmm. on the silicone, killer. Yeah, it's great. You, you know, uh, MGM Maze, when he sent us these n- notices that we've been playing around with, really, that I've been playing around with, uh, we got to get get you get you one or two of those this week to, to yeah. wear around because we got to send those back pretty soon. Um, but his uh, Contrail came on, a, on that same exact strap, a 22 millimeter black silicone elite so uh had an opportunity to wear that a little bit and and it's great and i personally own a blue a two-tone blue silicone elite that i wear um mostly on my dan henry 72 because it's got it accents that blue second hand just perfectly um but but i also have been known to wear that on my sarb 
035. I'm going to get the black on crimson for the SSB. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be. Yeah, that's a killer choice. Hmm. The SSB comes on a bracelet, but you don't like the bracelet all that much. Is that accurate? The bracelet's okay. It doesn't It doesn't feel <clears throat> right on a NATO. Uh, it just, I, I can't explain it. I'm just not a big fan of it. On the NATO that I have, um, or, or on any of the straps that I've worn it on, uh, I think the, the silicone's going to be tits on it, though. Is the SSB 20, uh, 20 millimeter lugs? Yep, it is. So do you have a black uh, shiznit in 20? No, I have a black and a gray in 22. You'll have to borrow my uh, black shiznit and put it on there. Mm. I tried it on the Haviston canvas, the single pass, yeah. and it was still tall. I think and the I, colors are a little weird for that. Well, I was I was thinking more just in the wearability. My, mm-hmm. my concern is the height because it's already a chunky watch. It's probably, sure. I, I don't know, off the top of my head, but it's probably 15 millimeters thick and it wears every bit of it. Uh, and I think with a strap underneath it, even with the single pass Haviston, it was, was pretty damn tall. It was tall. Yeah, yeah th- those Haviston canvases are a little bit uh, uh, taller. I, I do really like that strap. I, I kind of am pining for a good watch to wear with that strap because I don't have anything in my collection that's been really perfect. It's a 20, which is which is a perfect size. Um, but What's the Bertucci? 22. Um. Yeah, 22. Oh, but, you know, that thing lives on that um on that od yeah gosh what's the name of that company the amazon sevo not sevo no um it'll come to me watch work synergy yep yep watch synergy clockwork synergy yep uh watch work synergy Uh, so that that ha- uh, the Bertucci lives on that thing, and it's a perfect. I mean, it's just a perfect fit, and it's actually got a stop. It it's got an. I've got the OEM strap for that thing, and it's um, it's like a composite, uh, sort of foam composite strap that is is actually fairly comfortable. It's supposedly antimicrobial, something or the other, um, and, and it wears really well. I don't know why I never wear it on that thing because it's it's a pretty cool strap. It's well it's well built, and I've never even seen it. Yeah, I'll have to get it out. We can poke around with it. Show so, me. Show me the money. Uh, but yeah, so so um, I like that. Watch news, I guess, is what we'd call that. Yeah, my watch news. And I'm going to be picking up a couple more. I dig it, man. I dig it. What did I see the other day that I thought, gosh, I want to get a couple of these. Oh, you know what it is. I still want to get one of these Erica's original MN straps. Yeah, I'm... The the money I think sort of because it's not an inexpensive strap. They're neighborhood of eighty, aren't they? You know, I think fifty to sixty is mm-hmm. where I feel like they are in my in my gut, um, but which is not a, a lot of money. It, it but it's enough. It, it's enough that it, it sort of puts me off a little bit. Yeah, you got to have the conversation before you just pull the trigger on it. I was talking to Chad Wright today about. Um, Instagram user Chad Wright. A lot of you will know who he is. Uh, look him up if you don't. Fantastic pictures. I think two weeks in a row we're name dropping Chad Wright. Maybe. I was talking to him about uh, putting uh, um, Tropic straps on on watches and which Tropic strap I liked best. And I said, well, I've got experience with the Uncle Seiko Tropic and I've got experience with the Kokoda or the Watch Gecko. And, and my takeaway from those two was that the Uncle Seiko is probably a little bit more faithful uh, to the source material. That it's a okay. very, very faithful sort of OG Seiko or Tropic strap. You know, the way they do the end of the strap, that tang end, and the way they do the keepers is this very faithful reproduction of the OGs. But it's stiff. Mm-hmm. It's stiff and uncomfortable, which is not what I wanted. When I got mine, I really wanted to get a very comfortable strap. So, is there any break in with those? Do you think? You know, I think that there is. Although, um, I don't think you it would ever get to the place where you thought this is this is now super duper comfortable because it's soft. I think it might get comfortable because it fit your wrist, but I don't think it's ever going to get soft. And I wanted uh, gushy is the word I always think of, and I know it's not a great word. Uh, but it's a good descriptor. That's right. Everyone I, knows what gushy means. I want a gushy strap because it feels nice. And I think, uh, again, I think we've talked about this before, but I had said to Chad, if money's no issue, the most comfortable Tropic strap, and it's not quite a Tropic, but the most comfortable Tropic strap I've ever tried on was a Bell & Ross. And, oh man, it was luxurious. I put it on my wrist and thought, 
this is the answer. This I, thing. I wonder if they'd notice if I just took the strap and ran. <laughs> right. You just rip it off. Just snap the spring bars. Um, but I remember getting home after trying that thing on and looking up. Can I just buy the strap? Well, there's good news. You can just buy the strap. And it does not even come with a buckle. And I think the strap, just the strap, is like 225 And then you're in another like 75 to 100 and 25 I can't remember, for hardware. So it end of day winds up being a three hundred ish dollar purchase, and I'm I'm guessing at numbers. I don't remember what it is. It's been long enough. But that sounds right though for Bell and Ross. It sounds insane to me. It's not right. They're, you know they're they're making a ton of money. Which if you're Bell and Ross, you can make a ton of money on shit like that. But it's crazy. It's insane. And maybe maybe they have an interest in not diluting their brand. You, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not even going to weigh in on it because people in my position weigh in on this in un, and I think probably uneducated ways. I'm not smart enough to weigh in on it, but I, I can't afford it. I'm not going to buy it. But I want it. But I want it. Right. That's right. So for me, the Kokoda was the best sort of compromise in terms of price, and, and it's close. It's not, I wouldn't call it gushy or luxurious either one, but it is very soft, very comfortable. It's so. really comfortable, yeah. I've worn it on yeah. quite a few of your watches. In fact, I think it's more comfortable than the Elite Silicone. It's not quite as flexible, but I think it winds up being softer, if that makes any sense. I don't. I haven't worn it enough yeah. to, to weigh in on that. But this is a, this is a, and for the price, I mean, you're looking at 20 bucks. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't beat that. Those Elite Silicones, the price is killer. Yeah. Yeah, totally killer. And there's a seller on Amazon that sells them $14.50, but only the base colors. Right. So you can pick them up for $14.50 delivered to your house two days from now. So you're listening to us on Thursday. You could have this on your porch slash mailbox on Saturday. Certainly Monday morning. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Gosh, freaking Amazon, man. So I work in an office building, right? And it's an office building that looks like a house, but it's not a house. It's clearly an office building in a commercial area where there's no houses anywhere near there, right? None. There's not even apartment complexes. No. no. I mean, it's it's all commercial buildings. And so it looks like a house because it is. It's an old house. But it, it's a commercial building. Freaking Amazon on Saturday morning delivers two packages to the front porch of this place. And no. Yes. No. <laughs> I saw that it had been delivered. I was like, oh, shit. And it says, left by the door. Left by the front door, and I'm picture. I'm trying to picture the front door in my head, and I'm like, and it's a busy street. There's a bus stop right out in front. Yeah, I mean the the town mall is throwing rocks distance. Yeah, so I so I ran over there, and sure enough, it's just two packages they with Amazon flash on the outside, sitting on the front porch. Couple of ladies sitting at the bus stop. Well, they're take <laughs> take me like they might as well just put a neon take me sign up there. Does the does the exterior exterior door lock? Because I assume there's other other companies and businesses inside that house, right? Well, there are two other businesses. Yeah, no, the exterior doors are locked. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I also, mean, they didn't really have much of a choice. I don't know. Keep them till Monday. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. You're right. Th- that's a good point. I don't know what the protocol is, but usually on the on the on the the shipping label it says carrier leave if uh nobody there or if no one present or something like that well i i've realized i gotta figure that out or have stuff delivered to the house so or the amazon locker they have a couple of those around town yeah i've seen that so i'll move on i was i was a little i had to run over there in the middle of the day (laughs) oh tragic (laughs) i didn't want to go to work you didn't uh i did go to work you didn't break the threshold that's true very true very true so first i think we can start with one watch that sort of popped up on both of our lists and everyone's list for that matter and everyone else's list for that matter i think we can talk a little bit about the new q timex um i think we ought to i think we ought to what i don't want to talk about is i don't want to talk about the phenomena of phenomena reselling versus you know buying and reselling and scarcity look this is a mass release watch they sort of delivered it to people uh and and then they ran out of stock because it was incredibly high demand with that said this is going to be an incredibly um well distributed watch at some point so there are a number of people who got these and who have then turned around and tried to make some some bucks on them because there's scarcity right now. 
a temporary scarcity. And, and and I don't really have an opinion, and I don't think we need to talk about it because everybody else in the watch industry right now is expressing opinion. And it's something that everyone that. knows about. We're familiar with this phenomenon when there's a new release from watch brands other than Timex, and even with a couple Timexes that have come out. Well, and everything, right? Yeah. I mean, it happens every Christmas with, you know, uh, some toy or whatever. You, you know, I remember when the... Um, when the Nintendo Wii's came out, there oh, was, you, you know, it just happens. It's a thing that happens and it happened here and there's always going to be that thing. So it, it's not really a big deal, especially since we know the stinking watch is going to be released by the billion in six you months, know, maybe less. Yeah. Right. So, um, but the watch itself, what do you Dope. think? It's it is great. Such a cool reissue. What I'm not real jacked about 50 meters of water resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly not a dive watch, right? I know, but I just feel like they could have they could have given me 100. You know me. Yeah. You know me. I'm the water resistance guy. I know, but I just feel like, I, I feel like with a watch of that style and design, and it, if you're going to give me a perfectly sized reissue like that, mm-hmm. give, me, give me the water resistance to be able to wear that watch comfortably. Right. And 50 meters, I'm going to have some... I'm going to be a little apprehensive whenever it's on my wrist. Yeah. No, I feel, I feel the same way. It's not way. a dress watch. A dress watch, if I get wet and I'm, my watch is the least of my concerns. It's, sure. It's everything else that I have on. But for something like this, like I want to, this, this watch to me screams, wear me on a boat, wear me to the beach. But I can't do that at 50 meters of water resistance. Now, everything else, ooh, 38 millimeters. The design on it's great. It has that very very vintage feel without being in your face vintage about it if that makes any sense well you know it's interesting that you say that because i'm pretty sure it's basically a one-to-one reissue of the original q timex the source material whatever that is it's not a watch i've ever seen um but my understanding is it's a one-to-one reproduction which is which is great i mean which means that watch was ahead of its time because it looks like a, it's just a classically styled and classically designed, perfectly sized, awesome watch. Yeah, it's I want beautiful. Five. It's beautiful. Uh, you, you, you know, it's interesting. I wonder what they'll do with that. You, you, you know, Timex is, uh, it, it's no secret, I don't think, that Timex is sort of killing the, the retro game right now. You, you know, with the, the Marlin and, and now the mm-hmm. Q Timex. And there's been a few other sort of good uh watches come out of timex um they've got a cool uh very dress looking uh mechanical that just came out it's a steel case with uh gold second hands and a gold crown is this a marlin no i don't remember what it was i just i saw it when i was looking at the for when i was looking for the q timex today but um I think it was like 250 275 like When they've th- got their USA-made brand, their USA-made watches that right. they just came out with, too, mm-hmm. which... They're doing some cool stuff. Timex is, Timex is pouring some money into it right now, and they're killing it. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, they're obviously going to have duds like everyone else, but they're they're knocking it out of the park in, in the way of Timex, and I think in the way of watches in general. Yeah. No, I think that they're doing a good job. I mean, Timex has been sort of... Uh, floundering I think staying afloat and, and certainly selling a bucket load of watches because they sell 20 to, to 50 dollar watches at every stinking department store in the United States and convenience store it, yeah that's yeah. right and, and convenience store so um, <clears throat> these it feels like they've sort of taken a good move towards the special you, you know these brass cased expeditions and, and whatever are cool but they're so um, I, I don't know. They're so vanilla, right? There, there's mm-hmm. not a, a whole lot special there. So I, I do know this Q Timex has a Seiko movement. Oh, I did not. I did not see that. Uh, it's got a Seiko movement. So, I was smitten just by pictures of it, and I did very little reading. I looked I, at the specs on it, and I said, "Man, I I need you." I think that what you'll find with that is that's going to take care of my my biggest complaint with Timex is their noisy ass quartz movements, right? super loud quartz movements like uh you 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 know like the 60 minutes clock man i I had one of those in my there's something kind of charming about that though there is yeah i mean there's something to be said for it It, it, it's like listening to a vostok date window change like the date change on it snap (laughs) whoa wakes you up out of a dead sleep it it loses its appeal after a while uh i'll say that so um 
Yeah, but I think it's really cool. It sounds like you think the same. I'd love to get my hands on one at some point. Obviously, we will. We're not going to right now because I am Ain't a, nobody going to. I'm not going to pay 500 bucks for a 179 dollar watch or whatever it is. No, these are going to be on Amazon for 100 bucks in three to six months. Yeah, possibly they'll go down. I, I I bet they'll stay in the mid in the mid you know one one fifty range would be my guess. I bet they don't come down lower than that. But we'll you, you never know, yeah. right? Some of these really cool waterberries have come down to like eighty bucks from time to time. So we'll see. I I bet this is a this is a be on the lookout hot take. You heard it here first. This is going to be a Black Friday deal on Amazon. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd pick it up on Black Friday. Yeah, or Cyber Monday, whichever one of those two holidays amazon observes and so yeah it's totally out of stock but it says email one available so um kind of a kind of a vintage loom but it's not over the top it's uh um creamy as opposed to super yeah which is why which is what makes it feel to me not like a in your face reissue and i love the the yep the coin the coin uh screw battery door that's just you know just bigger than the just proud of the battery i love that so super neat watch uh great dimensions love it i wonder how that bezel is gonna feel you know yeah i don't know i've never i don't know if i've ever manipulated a timex bezel i i don't think i have it's a it's a 120 right i don't know i bet it's not i bet it's a 60 it doesn't say on here. Number of people have them. We could ask someone. Well, either way, I'm I'm interested to, to for that tactile feedback on the on the bezel to see how that is. Well, great, because that's a kind of a that's a that's a touch that that you get in watches that is the difference between it being ten out of ten and yeah. You know, uh, I will say sixty clicks bi-directional on that notice is just contrail, so good and i love it yeah so, so I, I i wouldn't care if this is 120 if it's 60 if it's unidirectional bi-directional i wouldn't care uh as long as it was well done it felt good so i think the dome on that's gonna make it just pop too yeah and it's acrylic yeah so well great yeah i i've got a watch here let's do it i got a watch here so this is a brand i i had never heard of this although i have seen their watches um, this is a brand called Goodspeed Watch Company, mm-hmm. uh, or Goodspeed Watches. I actually wound up talking to the owner a little bit today on Instagram and uh, kind of picked his brain because, th- so Goodspeed, you may know them from their petrol chronograph that they came out with last year, uh, their their sort of initial Kickstarter watch. And this is a, a very neat 70s style chronograph. It's got a surfboard. Uh, surfboard dial um they just seem great right they came out with a vk64 movement i think 42 millimeters sort of run of the mill micro brand chronograph but the price was fantastic i think that they were coming in at uh under 200 dollars with a mecha quartz movement which is that's hard to beat which is killer yeah that's that's right uh so goodspeed announced recently their follow-up to the petrol chronograph uh and this is called the sonoma and if you check out goodspeed's um instagram you'll see some renders of this 3d renders this is still in the design phase i think it's scheduled for kickstarter to start in june and it probably says that here but uh named after the sonoma race course in california track uh racetrack race uh, race course? What do I call it? I, I I don't know. Course? You call it a course? Which I mean, it could be a course. But I, whenever I think track, I think w- racing. I think track. You know, I think it's a course. I don't think it's an oval. But I, I don't know. What What do I know? I don't know anything about racing, Maine. I don't either. I know how to time it with a chronograph, <laughs> sort of. So this watch looks really neat. It's going to come in two varieties. It's going to come in, they, I think, a top tier and a lower tier uh, variety. The top tier is an ST1901 mechanical Ooh. movement, which is pretty neat. Uh, 300 bucks is their estimated cost for the ST1901, which is a great price. That's Yeah. A great price for a mechanical chronograph. They're also going to have a Miyota. Uh, they, they haven't named what movement, but a Miyota 
quartz movement in a $150 version of this, which is a real value. I mean, you can see the value on either end of that, right? 300 for a mechanical for a mechanical ST1901 or shit 150 for a Miyota quartz. Uh, I, I can I could do either one. It, it's a lot of times when I see those splits that companies do, I think I know which one I would buy. Or, or I would spend the money, you know, if I only could afford the other one. Here I can afford them both, and I can see the value in both. And this, is it DLC or PVD? It's PVD. This this PVD with a Pepsi dial? Or a, a Pepsi uh, tachometer scale? Ooh. Yeah. Well, so talk, Ooh. I'll talk about the watch a little bit. This is what I would call a 1970s or a Gen 3 Hoyer-style case. Uh, mm-hmm. Although for me, the most notable thing about that 1970s Octavia is the is the left hand crown. Uh, this has a right hand crown uh, for obvious reasons because they're not using the the Hoyer automatic. I can't remember what they called that chrono. I need to get some left hand crowns. You do, you do, because you're you're a southpaw. Yeah. <laughs> you should get one of those citizen uh automatic divers i i have it in my amazon cart can you get those on amazon I've, i mean i don't know if we can i can anymore it, it might be at no one point longer, you could yeah, it, it's been in my amazon cart it yeah. might still be on the on the wish list you should pick one of those up i that's i love i love that watch it's a good watch it's a good watch so yeah these come in in a couple varieties they all have sort of a vintage loom as is as is sort of the um the the loom du jour it's the thing right now too right Every, everyone's dropping vintage loom and i don't know what i don't know what i would call this dial like maybe sort of a maxi dial with chronograph i've never seen a dial like this but i really like it it looks familiar though doesn't yeah, it yeah without well, it's, without it's, being reminiscent of of really anything that comes to mind right away it looks familiar it feels familiar that's right that's right it does it does and, and i did ask the owner the the um bezel is fixed it's a fixed tachometer it doesn't rotate at all i know with their petrol watch it had a tachometer bezel that rotated and that's that's... too many for me right (laughs) i thought i can handle measuring my speeds on the freeway and that is all right right well i guess there's maybe some utility to that i I don't know what it is but uh so yeah this it's a really neat uh it's a really neat watch i'm excited about it I, i i'm with you that pepsi that sort of vintage pepsi tachometer it's like a uh, a 50 50 gmt style pepsi um in vintage coloring yeah, yeah it's powder cool blue. Ooh. And, and i'm with you the the dark the pvd with the pepsi bezel that's my favorite of the bunch and i could see myself wearing this everywhere but under a suit y- yeah well and, and we, i don't know dimensions right 42 millimeters is all i know and it's got that sort of tonneau case but from, that's that's what you expect out of a chronograph. That's right. I'm I'm good up to 42 for a chrono. That's right. Yeah. I'd prefer 38, but I'm I'm good to 42. And, and and so we don't know a lot else about it, but I think it's worth it's worth a looking at. Yeah. A couple times. Right. The ST1901 for 300 bucks. Killer. You yeah. can really only beat that with um Alpha. It, yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and EMG is in there too, but but um it's yeah right i mean a similar price point but in the way of you, you can't beat it that's right and, and this is infinity times cooler than than an alpha watch in my humble opinion i think it's not all that might humble. be a too low of a number <laughs> infinity yeah maybe not even a number so. yeah all right first up for me we have the casio amw 860-9 av and it's on amazon for 85 money and it is a reissue of the famous amw that we talk about all the time the 320 yeah the 320 we talk about that and it it, maybe maybe uh uh an evolution of the 320 as opposed to a reissue yeah i think uh, yeah the it's it's uh it's sun maybe right Uh, but i have to say uh circling to something totally unrelated i think the amw 320 is the most seen watch in tv movies for me yeah i don't know if i've seen any other watch 
more frequently, not just in the same show, but across a whole variety of shows. Uh, coming to head right away, I, I saw it in The Wire, I saw it in True Detective, I saw it in The Office, and I've seen it in a couple movies, and I, I always pause and take pictures and send it to you. Right, um, <laughs> that's true. But I don't know of any other watch that I've seen more frequently. Yeah, no, I, I think you might be onto something. Or even a similar amount. I mean, it's also and obviously in Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop, yeah. yeah. And that picture of Denzel holding his yeah. chin. Yeah. I show that to I show that to people all the time. <laughs> it's in a shitload of movies and television. I wonder what that is. I wonder why. I mean, maybe maybe it's an iconic watch of the era. I mean, I, like I mean, I guess it kind of is. I don't know that it's really iconic. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's or, a cool watch. Or I dig m- it. Maybe prop studios have dozens of them. Maybe that's what's happening. Yeah, maybe they got issued to prop studios or something. Um, Who knows? But I do see it all the freaking time. 320's son, 860, is killer. Maybe grandson. Maybe grandson. 44.8 <laughs> millimeters. So, so it's a big it's a big one. But appropriate. Yeah. For for being for being a relation. Um twelve point seven thick. And eighty five bucks. It's got everything you'd expect out of out of that AMW three twenty. It's got mm-hmm. the gold dial. It's an Anadigi. It's still nice and clunky. Now the major difference is the case shape and the lug ends, which mm-hmm. are integrated. Um, yeah, integrated lugs. I, with I, I like that rubber strap though. I don't know how that rubber strap's gonna feel. Uh, I would expect that you're you're likely gonna want or need to get a, a custom made strap for it but the the way that it's integrated with a with very very hard angled finishing on those on those lug ends mm-hmm. is killer it it looks right i mean it, it the grandson who is clearly 30 40 years in the future um but still like a really classic looking vintage feeling watch to it i'm i'm i dig this this yeah, I this like could the, be a watch purchase this year. I, I like the bezel. You know, I have the same problems with this that you have with the Timex Q. Is this looks like a sporty, super sporty watch, and it's got fifty meters of water resistance. Yeah, uh, that's a problem for me. But, but at eighty five bucks, I'm not, I'm not gonna cry over, over losing it. One hundred and seventy five yeah. bucks, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be pretty pissed. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I like the negative, the um, negative display on the digi right section. That's cool. And everything then, about it's just really classic Casio. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you can see the the AMW DNA in this, which is interesting. For you know, a brand like Casio doesn't really, uh, what, what maybe I say they they are not really beholden to that. No, because they just run the same watch for a hundred years. Right, right. Um, but they drop. I mean, this is this is on their on their new item list, and it comes in a in a pretty good variety of options. It comes on a bracelet and a couple different colorways, but. Um, this is the one that I went to, the gold dial with the with the black bezel that that just screams reissue to me. Right, it does scream that. Yeah, it it, it does. Well, neat neat watch. That's a different watch. It's a cool watch though. I dig it, man. I'm not seeing this thing on Amazon, but we'll find it. I'll find it for you guys, and we'll put it in the show notes. Oh, Amazon.com. It's that one. You mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who saw that coming i i do that's great i, I do take issue with uh casio's um inability to break with how long their battery lasts blasted onto the face of your watch 10 year battery well you know i think that there must be some sort of um theology to it right i, I think that they know that this watch is going to sell in walmarts and kmarts um and, and so is Kmart still around? You know, maybe I don't know, but that kind of store, yeah. I guess, was my point. <laughs> Big lots, you you know, and so maybe there is something to that. And it could I, also just be holding the Casio's image that every right. that you it has illumination and the the expected battery life well, right and, there on the on the watch face. Ten years is a long damn time. This, it is a long time. If you wear this watch every day, which I, I gather probably most of the people who buy this watch will wear it every day, there's no way, zero chance, I'm holding up a zero with my thumb and, and forefinger. Or an okay. Or an okay. Uh, there's zero chance that that strap is going to outlive the battery. Zero chance. 
if this is a daily driver, that strap is breaking in two years. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's... And you can't put it on a NATO. No. So, so this this watch lasts as long as that strap lasts. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. I'd, Get an extra. I'd uh, I'd buy a custom strap for it. I'd, I mean, I'd spend about the, the price of the watch for a, for a strap. A custom REM strap co. watch? I'd want rubber. Okay. <laughs> so learn to do that. Okay. All right. Well, cool. I dig it. What Sorry, you got I, up next? I, I just clicked on a Rue watch for 195 bucks on Amazon. So my next watch, that's not my next watch. That's my next watch. That's your next watch. My next watch. Now, this isn't a, this isn't a watch that is, I think it's sort of under the radar. And I don't know if that's just my perception or if that's um something else that's happened here but silver watch company silver watch company is a relatively new company they sort of kicked off uh mid 2018 and started doing pre-orders on a set of three mil sub mil sub homage watches i think this is a very very interesting watch and in fact i think it's the most compelling mil sub homage i've seen and, and there are a number of them right obviously there's the Jeannot or Jeannault um that cost quite a bit of money I, I think that the cheapest ones are 800 bucks if you do like a review online or whatever um there's the Steinhardt OVM which also is not cheap these guys I think are coming in about 450 and, and I think that they were a little bit less than that if you got in on a pre-order and they've got three, they've got three versions. They're all sort of, um, I think 5513 is the reference, all sort of 5513 type cases. One of them is a 5513 dial. They've got a Tudor blue Tudor snowflake. And then this thing called the Seraphim. I don't know enough about mill subs to be able to distinguish or whatever, but these are very clearly sort of, one-to-one type homages and I understand they're not so I was looking at these quite a bit today if you look at a, a mill sub the profile of a mill sub it's got this very sort of elegant curved case um, with with not too much curve in the lug, de- lug ends these have more of a slab sided case with more curve at the lug ends um, so 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 not certainly not one to one, but a very faithful homage without aping directly aping. So clearly trying to do the thing, and doing and doing it in a way that's sort of their own thing. Um, watch some reviews on these, and these have just sort of come out. And in fact, I think if you want one, there's like five of them on the website as of our recording this that you can get and i don't think you can get the coolest of these which is the maxi um the maxi comes with a ghosted ceramic brushed ceramic bezel uh and and they're sold out they're sold out so i think you'd have to go to the internets to the used market for those because they are out of stock but very very neat uh ghosted ceramic brushed bezel obviously maxi case um just true mill sub style watch they made these in conjunction with manchester watchworks which i think and and i don't know what the relationship there is or who is doing what i understand manchester watchwork is doing qc i don't know if they were doing design work as well but I like that. I like that because Manchester Watchworks is this company I know and like and trust, you know, as a consumer is right. what I mean, right? Um, versus silver. I, I don't know what this is. Is this, you know, a, a mushroom clone or what is this? So I, I think that that relationship gives me some some comfort as a consumer if I was to buy these. And, and I think I kind of want to buy one. For four hundred and fifty bucks versus the nine hundred to I think fifteen hundred for a Genoa. What are you looking at for a movement in these? So these have these have a Miota. It's not the ninety fifteen. I think it's the. It'll say here ninety thirty nine. Gosh, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, ninety thirty nine, which is 
Right. Uh, which is a the ninety fifteen, but with a true no date. Right. So it doesn't have a hidden date wheel. That's right. It's a true no date ninety fifteen. So you're only going to have one click, um, which is important. I, I wouldn't. I don't care. I'll use. I'll take a no date ninety fifteen. That's fine. Um, but this is a true no date ninety fifteen. Um, does that make it more efficient? I don't know. Maybe a little bit. I'm not sure. Hacking and handwriting doesn't matter. Right. So a cool movement. It's a 300 millimeter, 300 meter water resistance watch. 300 millimeters is not much. um, Which is further than I can go. I I think it's further than most people can go. 200 is all I need. 100 is really all I need, but I I like the two for safety. That's right. It's got a 10.45 millimeter case height. So it's 300 meters of water resistance in in an 11 millimeter case. And I think that's before the crystal. Uh, with this has a very cool domed saran or domed sapphire crystal, um, but I love them. I love them, and it, it's in that sort of sub five hundred realm of possibility. Yeah, for for a purchase for me now. Do I want a an homage watch? I don't know. I don't know because this is an homage, right? There's no there's no ifs ands or buts about it. But if I do want one, I think I might get this one. Yeah, I think this I think this hits the potentially more than homage because of the of of what all you're getting out of that watch. It's it's not a not a rip off homage that you're you're sacrificing on design, you're sacrificing on quality, you're sacrificing on movement just to get a watch that looks similar. You're getting a a, a unique watch here, and and barring the design elements, you know, if if you were to change out the dial and change out the bezel, you're still getting a really high quality watch you pair in that that homage feel to it and you're getting a, a pretty special watch right and, and i don't know if they worked on with manchester watchworks on the on the case back but the case back looks like a manchester watchworks case back to me um i suspect the one area that i might find disappointing is this uh clasp the clasp does not look very nice um and I'm sure it's fine. It's I'm hard sh- to tell from the pictures because I, I can say that with the Emperor, if if you took just a picture of that clasp, I don't know if you'd really be able to capture the the, the quality of that buckle and clasp. Well, perhaps the Emperor clasp, even in pictures, looks better than this clasp. Maybe your pictures are just better. <laughs> perhaps. Uh, I think this is probably a shitty clasp, which whatever, there's going to be a sacrifice somewhere, right? Yeah, for that price point. They've got ceramic, they've got sapphire, they've got a killer looking bracelet, they've got movement, great case back. Um, so, you know, if they add a better clasp, does that make this a $500 watch? Maybe. And and is that too much? You you know, so it's, it's all about balances, but I think this thing is great, man. I dig it. Under the radar company, new company. Something for you guys to look at. Worth a, worth a glimpse. They're going to be sold out probably by the time we by by the time we publish. I'm sorry about that. I, I couldn't do anything about that, you guys. No, but you'll be able to find them, and they've got more watches coming. So I'm I'm. This is going to be a watch brand that I keep my eye on to see what further iterations are. Um, because look- I've, I've said it before. I I, I need I need micro companies to be coming out with something other than a diver. So look at this. They've got a picture on their website of this Archetype One case back. It says "then" underneath, and if you take, if you click on it, it takes you to the Archetype One pages. Uh, this is on their e store, but then they've got a "now" paren coming soon picture, which is fuzzed out, but it looks an awful lot like a quartz movement with a display case back. That is exactly what it looks like. What could that be? And who puts a display case back on a quartz movement? Bulova. Well, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. So I have no clue what this is. Um, but they've that'd got be, something that'd coming. Because cool. quartz movements are cool. Yeah. I yeah. could I could go with exhibi- exhibition cases in quartz. It, it looks like uh, it. It looks like an all sort of brass or maybe uh, uh, gold plated. Yeah. Um, movement so yeah maybe it's something interesting they're just fucking with us right they could just it could just be a troll yeah that'd be one of the best trolls of all time like trolling some of the biggest nerds on the planet so next next up and and i have to say before i started on this next watch it's interesting that for this we we chose all vintage watches or vintage inspired watches i think it's just the thing 
it's the thing right now. It could be. I mean, that could be it. And my my last my last watch is the Bulova Computron. This is very vintage. Nine six C one three nine on the Bulova website for three hundred fifty bucks. So you're probably looking at neighborhood of two fifty two seventy five once it gets into into third party markets. And uh, this maybe is a even new less. release, right? Yeah, brand new. Um, in the last couple of weeks, brand new release, and it is this kind of bizarre designed almost like an alarm clock on your wrist watch it is so the case shape is an alarm clock that's the the best way i'd describe it you've got a uh with a front facing display as yeah yeah well an an alarm clock with a front facing display but with with a bracelet on it so you've got this rectangular case shape uh coming in at uh 31 millimeters thick or or 31 millimeters wide uh so you're probably looking at just based on that like probably 44 45 uh, lug to lug, um, and a trapezoid shape. So when you're when you're holding your wrist, if you hold your wrist parallel to your body, you're looking straight down on the face of this digital LCD display. And the 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 one that I've got pulled up is the silver case uh, with with blue LCD display for the time and date. And I don't I don't know all the functions that are going to come up in it, but it's it is cool. And there's a crown for for I mean, obviously for, to, to work it, but it's not button pushers like you'd expect in a digital watch. You're getting a crown adjustment. Is it a crown? Does it pull out? It looks like it. Yeah, I don't and know. Without putting my hands on it, I, I, I don't know, but it It, it looks, looks to me like it might be a push, a pusher. Maybe. Regardless. Hard yeah, hard to say. A super cool, super vintage, funky digital coming out of Bulova, who I love and have complained about their lack of cool innovations. Uh, and this is this is not a straight fashion wear innovation or new product that they're dropping. This is a this is a watch nerd vintage throwback to a really cool age of watches. And you, you look at the at the originals of these and they're just they're just as cool. They've yeah. got strange textures on the on the top of the case because it's not Y'all just gotta take a look at it. This right. is a this is a bizarro. I don't know if I'd pay two hundred fifty bucks for it. Watch, but but I I also might. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> um, you, you you know, I think this sort of harkens back to the earliest days of uh, LCD displays. You know, the that Pulsar and mm-hmm. or LED LED displays. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the original Pulsar watch and. Uh, obviously Bulova was doing their own thing but it, it's so retro this is not going to be for everybody oh no and it's certainly not a daily driver it's it, for me and it's for it would get regular wear on for me yeah i mean i might wear it occasionally but i, I would love to wear it yeah i would love to wear it because people are going to look at it and be like what the fuck is that i want to talk to you about your watch this is the only watch that you'd have in your collection that people would be like let's talk about your watch that not even watch people anyone who saw it who, who took notice of it would would want to talk to you about this watch because it's just it it's strange it, yeah you you know I, I think my favorite part about this is that the polish on it looks so good um the 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 details look like they're just really well done you you know there's already a number of reviews on this thing up and and it looks to me like the finishing is spot on the color of the led is great which is really normal for bulova right right that's that's i mean that's something they excel in right at 350 bucks though i don't know where the value is hopefully the value is in the finishing because it's a lot of money. That's on the Bulova website. Most of Bulova's watches you find for for forty percent less on a third party retailer. Can you find this one for less? No. I I didn't I didn't look today. I I was a little bit strapped for time. <sighs> strapped for time. Yeah. I, is that the name of a podcast? I think it might be. <laughs> Could be ours. Or what? What was the other one we were talking about? I think it already exists. Um, I don't remember. Cummins in three colors: silver black and gold and it looks to me like the black comes on rubber which is intriguing to me that would be it would it would have a very uh very counter ipad or i apple watch very counter apple watch feel to it yeah yeah very cool and and if you see you know the pic the top down pictures on these are misleading 
because it it looks like that LED is sort of flat on a plane with the top, and it's not. Not at all. You gotta you gotta look at the profile of this because it's it's a trapezoid. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is just a bizarre shape, uh, and I think we, we talked last week about watches that we looked at and we really wanted, mm-hmm. and then in the future we're glad that we didn't get. I don't think this would be one of them. I think that I will until I have one of these. I will continue to want it. Well, <laughs> you should get one. You should get one when the prices come down. Yeah, when they when they come down, that this might be this might be a this year watch. Have you seen them? Are they less expensive anywhere? I know the they're they're new enough that I didn't I I when I searched them, I didn't find any on Amazon right off the bat. Okay, okay. Well, very cool. I dig it. the The rubber's for just coming in for just under three hundred. So I, I think you can pick up a, a vintage one of these for. Uh, under under 200 so for less than this one so may, maybe that's cool too so might be cool <coughs> might right. pull that both well any any other watches do you want to <coughs> talk about for our uh under the radar watch episode i don't think so i am still intrigued by the all all vintage inspired watches though we must have just been in a mood man yeah we're just in a mood or maybe we're just following suit just falling in line with the sheep industry dude right now. we're we're total fucking sheep i'm sorry mm-hmm. you guys we're sheep i'm we're a sheep st- i'm still picking out quartz <laughs> three quarts today three quarts for you yeah that's right that's right and a digital it, and a digital yeah quartz quartz digital that that bullet i'm we're gonna have to keep our eye on that so. yeah well, how about other things? You got any other stuff you want to talk about? I do. And it's something that's troubling to me. Oh, no. You and I routinely choose places to go drink at that have shuffleboard tables. Yeah. No, I think that's one of our rules. Uh, it's it's among our rules. And we also... One that we break very often. We, we break it. But it, it's <laughs> we also have a hierarchy of places to go to play shuffleboard based on the quality of their shuffleboard table. That's true. And I went to a bar, yes, two days ago, uh, that had a above adequate shuffleboard table. Some of the of the uh, resin on the corners was broken off, so mm-hmm. when you sunk one in just in the corner, it would fall off. Right. Which is, you know, that you learn every table, right? It's just, it's just like any other <laughs> right. bar game. You learn your, you learn your playing grounds, right? Right. Um, the rules are the same for everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but what it what it prompted me to do was to was to look and see if there was any shuffleboard leagues in town, and there are not. And it that's what's troubling to me. I feel like there is every bar has a billiard club, and, or or there's billiard bars where they've got five pool tables and they have leagues that meet and competitions and, and tournaments. guys in gloves. Oh, guys in gloves, and they bring three pool cues and they're big assholes. Why aren't there shuffleboard leagues in Eugene? And I think I think what's what what that is is, is because we have so much extra time on our hands. We should we should start trying to build some momentum to get a shuffleboard league. I don't like where you're going going with this. in Eugene because I find this irresistible and completely we, maddening. We the need, idea we need more shuffleboard in our lives because for those of you who haven't played shuffleboard or who aren't familiar with the game, imagine curling on like. 100th the scale mm-hmm. with no sweepers you throw very small uh and less ice none ice none ice more salt mm-hmm. or sand i don't I, it's like a combination they use anyway uh it's a table where you slide a uh metal stone with a colored plastic cap mm-hmm. down a bowling alley-esque table and you attempt to score points based on how close you get to the edge and there are Usually you play with teams of two. So you have an opponent, very similar to Cornhole, who is trying to uh, get their stones closer and score more points or knock your stones off. Mm -hmm. And it is a hell of a bar game. And there's salt involved. Yeah. And always beer. And beer. Because you don't find shuffleboard where there isn't beer. Mm -hmm. But Uh, don't put the salt in your beer. Or your beer on the table. There's a lot of rules. Don't put your beer on the table. Here. Uh, but it's just such a fun game, and it's my favorite. And even when you're when you're not good at it, you have fun, mm-hmm. uh, very much like cornhole. And I wish there was because there's even cornhole leagues. I mean, come on, why aren't there shuffleboard leagues? It's because it's outside. Yeah, outside, right? So you can play for exactly sixty days a year in, in here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think the other thing is there's not very many places that have. I mean, two tables is not enough. 
is not enough. You'd need a place with like five or six tables, and they're expensive. I've, and they're expensive. I've That's priced right. them. I mean, they're they're not any more money than a than a pool table, but I think this it's a lower appeal. There shouldn't be a lower appeal, and that's what's troubling to me. All y'all need to go out, find a bar in your area that has shuffleboard, gather up a friend, go drink beer with them once a week. Hell, put your phone up on the table and listen to us while you play shuffleboard. You only need two. Also, worst worst shuffleboard table in Lane County. Worst? The worst shuffleboard county uh, table in Lane County. That's where we live, is Lane County. Is at this little place in Springfield, Oregon, but they have dollar fifty burgers called the Stumpy Burger. And they're so good. They, if that was the only burger I could ever have for the rest of my life, I wouldn't be disappointed. That's it. That's, it. That's the one for me. That is the one. They're that is hosted. They just. It's just. It's two smash patties, two slices of cheese. I'm gonna some put a ring on onions. It. Fuck. It's the answer for me. So anytime, anytime, any single one of you people who listens to the show, unless you're really fucking weird, any single person who listens to the show, I'll if drink you're you, even if you're weird, anywhere in the area. Call me. I will buy you two beers and five Stumpy Burgers and play shuffleboard with you. And Andrew will come too. Yeah. That's the truth. It's fantastic. It's the worst shuffleboard table I've ever played It on, is <laughs> so. But, the, but the, the, the quality of a shuffleboard table only increases the fun of the game. Because I swear, every time we've played, the, the bumps have they migrated. Move. They yeah. move around. Like you're like, okay, I got a feel for this table. Nope. And then suddenly you don't. The best shuffleboard in Lane County uh, no, it's not even in Lynn County. It's just, it's in uh, Lynn County is at uh, Julie's Halsey Tavern. Up in Corvallis. Uh, just south of Corvallis. Okay. So it's between Eugene and Corvallis. She has a standard size, a 16 foot shuffleboard table and it is perfect. And she cleans up. She is unbelievably she's good. good. At it. Oh, she's, she knows her table. Well, because, you know, there might be days where she has two customers and she plays shuffleboard all day. Uh, it is <laughs> such a good table. And if for any reason you guys are drinking in rural Oregon, uh, stop at Julie's. Because... Dude, call us, man. We'll we'll middle of the day. I will blow off whatever I'm doing, and I'll come meet you and and play shuffleboard with you. Best best bet is we get Stumpy's burgers too. Yeah, I'll I'll blow off my diet. I'll call off work. Tuesdays are the best because we go to Highlands, who have a pretty good table, and they have two dollar soft tacos and three dollar pints. Good call. Good call. Taco Tuesday, bro. Okay, so I watched a movie today. Only one? Uh, just one. Well, just one. I watched a movie today. This is a new, new-ish movie. It's been sort of making the rounds, sort of the the crit- critic rounds for a while. But this is a movie on Netflix called The Perfection. Uh, it's got Allison Williams. It's got uh, Logan Browning from uh, oh, what's the name of that Netflix show? Um, anyway. Netflix with Logan Browning? Uh, no, it, but, <laughs> but Allison Williams uh, from Get Out. Uh, it's a movie about a cellist and another cellist. And if you watch the trailer, you're sort of... Those are folks who play cello. Get an idea. It's sort of horror, um, thriller, a little bit of suspense. But I'll tell you, this movie builds. It builds and it changes. And I loved it. I loved it. It's probably my favorite movie that I've seen in the last six months. It was super duper good. So if, if you like horror, and it's not, it's not over the top horror. Is you it know, get out horror or like bird box horror. It is get out horror. Okay, it is get out. And in fact, the movie feels at many points very similar to Get Out. Now it's got Allison Williams in it, so I, I attribute right. some of that to that. But it's got a very similar feel uh, to Get Out. It's funny. It okay. is fun to watch it can be it's gruesome at times but it is a a total uh roller coaster in terms of plot the plot shifts the genre shifts the conflict shifts multiple times throughout the movie and not to give anything away and that and it's, gives, it's well executed it's very well executed and really good and the ending is satisfying uh i feel like oftentimes with horror movies the ending is just sort of just wrapped it up that's right like we ran out of time we ran out of budget wrap it up the ending is super satisfying Game of thrones um it was super duper good i loved it and it was kind of came out of nowhere i mean i think that people who talk about movies have been talking about this maybe from what i can tell um but we don't really talk about movies i mean except 
when we do it here. Yeah. So so for me, it was a surprise. I thought, oh, what's this? And you've probably already seen it on Netflix. The if tile you have. is probably, yeah. That, that's it's right. It's in the trending now for sure. Totally worth it. I loved it. I loved it. I think this will probably be, for me, my favorite movie in 2019. I can't, I can't imagine anything being better. And, and Did I don't you watch know, Endgame? I like this way better than Endgame. Uh, not even close. How do you think you're going to feel about uh, Us? Is it, or This Is Us? Yeah, maybe. The No, This Is Us? Us. No, us? Us? This Is Us is different. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, no, I think I might like that too. I, I You know, anyway, I throw, I throw around uh, big hyperbole. statements. Yeah. Hyperbole from time to time. But with that you... said... This is for sure going to be in my top five movies of the year. It's fantastic. And it's going to be underrated. It's going to it's gonna fly under the radar because people aren't going to talk about it because it's a Netflix release. Do not consider that any sort of detriment to this movie. It's fantastic. I'll watch it. I'm more excited about it than I've been excited about it. I might movie watch it tomorrow night. Time. You should. But you, you might not want to watch it with Sam. Definitely not with Well, Mark. she's going to be working tomorrow. Okay. So. <laughs> City Council stuff. Yeah. That's it, man. That's all I got. All right. That's all I've got. Shuffleboard League coming to you, Lane County. Get ready. We're doing it. You're all invited. Thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. Don't forget to tune back in next week for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye. Our music today is Bummin' on Tremolo by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.